The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Coast to coast in the biggest way possible, hanging out. The bad seed of broken data, bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad out of bad day, bad lot, bad dude, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Perella Palace, right across the river and through the woods from where Granny just stole my batch of OG Cushy Cush. She likes to wash it down with a little wine. She prefers a Pinot Grigio in New York City, the big apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do it. All my friends that come around, flats and flats and party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, this town's a tatter, my brains are splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake out, ooh. <laughs> hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell with Mafia today, and the great Joe Ranieri in South that ballet with all of that gorgeous hunk, hunk, hunk. I wanted to start by saying uh, the hurricane, uh, Isaias, tore through New York City, tore through Jersey, uh, everywhere I look, it, it looks like a bomb went off and an army uh, came through World War Three. Trees, power lines, nobody has power, chaos. But uh, Carver High is out at Long Island. Just it snapped off of America. It's now floating at sea. And all I know is he, he's not even able to do the show at all. And I also wanted to say that I could have done the show yesterday. And I offered to do this show yesterday. I was like, let's do it. I got no problems here. I got power. Let's rock and roll. And they, the corporate made the decision. We don't want it to crash. Don't do it. I said, you're all a bunch of wussies. Let's go. Let's do this. And Ranieri's like, let's do this. Mafia's like, let's do this. They're like, you don't make decisions. Shut up. I went, all right, have a nice day. Then I did the radio show last night. So Sports Good Radio Overnight, check it out. Uh, we'll be on again tonight. You know where to find us. At least I think you do. Uh, go to our YouTube page and search Sports Grid Radio. It's the easiest way to find us. Birthdays on a midweeker. Patrick Reed, everybody's best friend in golf, 30 today. Mark Mulder, 43. Remember him? John Olerud, you remember him? Uh, he played. Remember he used to be in the uh, field with his helmet on? Played with his uh, helmet on the whole game. He's 52 today. Patrick Ewing in the middle, 58. Otis Thorpe. 58. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. What a show we got for you today. We got the uh, legendary actor Scott Atkins from Birmingham, England. Uh, if you've never heard of this guy before, he's been in every 
like kung fu fight ever in the world. I mean, this guy has fought everyone, and his movies are all about uh, pain, suffering, and violence. <laughs> this guy will break every bone in your body, and I mean, he is awesome. I watched thousands of his fight clips, and I mean, I was just going off. I got off on it. I was like, this guy's nuts. We're going to have him coming up in a few minutes, plus the founder and president of Sports Grid, Lou Mayon, with us this very hour. What an honor to have Sweet Lou on, and Rick Kamla later this very hour at uh, NBA's beck and call. We're going to talk about everything going on in the bubble. Great games, and we'll preview tonight's Thunder Laker game, Raptors Magic, and Nets Celtics. How about the Nets, what they did to the Bucks? That was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen for Milwaukee. I love how they played it down like we were just trying to give everybody minutes. No, actually, what that meant in Portuguese was you got your ass beat by, like, the worst team in the whole thing. They had none of their players playing. No Allen, no, uh, you know, uh, Levert, he wasn't playing. I mean, it was unbelievable. And Joe Harris didn't even play. They had nobody playing, and they still beat him. They were 19-point dogs. It was absolutely unbelievable. So we'll talk to Kamala from NBA Radio on Sirius XM, plus your fan question, all that happening. And in hour two, we'll talk NBA. We're going to get into that uh, Blazers-Rocket game last night. We'll hear from uh, Dame Lillard. Plus, uh, Budenholzer will hear his excuses for the loss. Devin Booker is an absolute badass. Did you see that game winner to beat the Clippers? He is ice cold, baby. I love Devin Booker's game, actually, on and off the court. I like some of his dating habits as well. Eric Spolster makes coast to coast. And Jaron Jackson, the Grizzlies, torn MCL. He's done for the rest of the season. Meanwhile, he was a gigantic piece for the Grizzlies. They're playing right now against the Jazz. They were down at the half by nine. Uh, we'll get into that. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates. Again, Sports Grid Overnights uh, on Sports Grid Radio. For all events, 1 a.m. Sports Rage, 3 a.m. Bagels and Bad Beats, 5 a.m. Check out SportsGridRadio.com. And then we'll get into baseball. We'll talk about the Marlins. They're finally playing again after uh, their quarantine for all the failed COVID tests in the organization. They went out and won their first game against the Orioles. Cardinals will travel home now to St. Louis after negative tests. That's good news. Kimbrel shaky again for the Cubs. We'll hear from David Ross. Nick Castellanos to the Reds is on fire. Rockies win again, uh, and they beat the Giants. We'll hear about that game uh, from last night. Stephen Piscotti with a walk-off grand slam for the A's over the Mariners. You'll hear it again. Robert Asuna Astros needs Tommy John. How about the drone at the Twins-Pirates game interrupting the game? A drone was flying over the stadium. That's kind of creepy. Otani, I told you that he would not pitch again the rest of the year when they brought him out of the game and they were going to have an MRI and he was thrown in the 80s. I said he is done pitching for the Angels. We'll break down every game in baseball tonight. There's tons of action. I think there's like 16 games between Two different doubleheaders and then the rest of the schedule. We'll talk hockey, uh, how the Canes were able to put away the Rangers. Uh, the Leafs are back in the series. Jake Muzzin got injured, left on a stretcher. Canucks even the series with the Wild. The Kraken destroying expansion launch marks. They beat Vegas's numbers. And certainly I was with the Thrashers. They didn't sell any jerseys. <laughs> and I mean, I'm just being honest. And then we'll talk about uh, the games going on. Panthers winners today over the Islanders to stay alive. And then 1 1 Preds Zona right now on the ice. And then we'll preview tonight Stars, Habs, Pens, Habs, and Oilers, Blackhawks. Those last two are 1 1. We'll talk NFL. We'll talk college football. 
We got all kinds of freaky stuff for you today. Very exciting show. Don't go anywhere on Coast to Coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, for all back on Coast to Coast, we bring in uh, the great master of MMA, uh, actor, producer, uh, executive producer. He's done it all uh, in movies. I know you've seen him in a ton of movies. You just don't know you've seen him in a ton of movies. I watched this guy's fight scenes for like uh, two hours the other day. I mean, honest to God. The fight scenes this guy does are so great. You could literally spend an entire day watching him. Scott Atkins joins us uh, from Birmingham, uh, UK, via LA. My man, Scott, how you doing, brother? I'm good, Scott. How are you, mate? Listen, so when you're in the in the championship with Huddersfield, uh, Birmingham's got a team there. So I know you root for them. But then when you're on the EPL on Saturdays and Sundays, have you been have you been rolling with Wolverhampton or Leicester? Which one? I know you're close. It's got to be one of the two. See, I knew when I ended up on this sports show that I'd be asked about football. I haven't got a clue. I can only talk about the UFC, but I do support Aston Villa, not Birmingham City. All right, I love that. And they stayed up, Austin Villa, with their last win of the season. They stayed up. So that means a lot of money for the for the boys that root for Villa. Good stuff. Let me ask you. Yeah, uh, I, I Listen, uh, le- uh, the, the movies that I know the Legacy of Lies is out. It, it came out late July, July 28th, I think, last Tuesday. Uh, how's it doing? I think your movies are kick-ass. You're really phenomenal in them. I never knew much about you until I started watching all of them, and uh, they really are uh, amazing what you're able to do on film. I want you to tell me, uh, first of all, how that movie's doing right out of the gates, and then what it meant for you to uh, like go over to the Far East, into Hong Kong, and produce these movies with some of these legendary directors you worked with, and you got good at being an actor. Well, it's hard to know how the movie's doing in terms of money uh, because it's, you know, the streaming and all the rest of it, but it's getting some great reviews and it's gone and it's won some awards at film festivals and stuff like that. So we're, we're very happy about how critically it's being received. 
Um, we'll find out about the money later. Well, I won't. Someone else will. But anyway, they'll let me know if they want to do a sequel. Um, what was the other question, Scott? Sorry. Well, I just, when you went to Hong Kong and started filming and working with some of these legendary directors, I was reading all about your history. I mean, this just didn't happen overnight where you became a film star. Someone had to have thrown you into the fire and you had the skills as a fighter and as a, uh, you had mastered so many different arts of martial arts, uh, so many different ways to fight. Then they put you on film. Someone had to teach you how to make these movies. Yeah, exactly. So it was a trial by fire. I went out to Hong Kong and I started making Hong Kong movies with the best guys. And I certainly learned a lot. And I actually was very fortunate that that experience was my first movies were in Hong Kong with people like Jackie Chan and Yun Wu Ping, who went on to do The Matrix and Sammo Hung, you know, um, all these guys. And it's brutally difficult to film out there. But I learned a hell of a lot. And I carried that on when I went to, you know, do films in America and, and Europe and England and all the rest of it. The style of Hong Kong cinema, when it comes to fight scenes, it's, there's nobody better. That's the best place to do it. And I recently went back there again, and I was the main villain in Ip Man 4, which is a Donnie Yen movie, big Donnie right. Yen film. And um, again, I was thinking, what am I doing back here? This is too difficult. It's not easy. What about having Yen select you specifically uh, to play uh, his nemesis? Uh, that's pretty cool. That guy's a legend. Yes, he is a living legend. And yeah, it meant a hell of a lot to me. He actually contacted me on Instagram. Hey, Scott, I wanted to be the uh, the villain. I've told the producers to get you as the villain. Say yes. I was like, well, of course I will. So yeah, no, I've been watching. I've got a video of me watching Donnie Yen when I'm like 14 years old, making my own home video, watching a Donnie Yen movie. He is an absolute legend. And I learned a lot from the guy. He's got so much knowledge, of course, one of the best to ever do it. I think the scenes from that movie, the fight scenes in that movie are so amazing. Like when he was on top of you at the end and throwing... Like, I mean, he must have thrown a thousand punches in less than 10 seconds on your body. Uh, and I'm watching this movie and I'm just tripping out. I just, I, I think the scenes are phenomenal. And you've done it with so many different great actors. Uh, I, I did a, I went to a fight one night in Vegas with uh, Jason Statham. I know you did Expendables with him. That was a great fight scene. When you fought him, you're beating the crap out of him. And then eventually he gets you against the helicopter wing and cuts your head off. That was awesome. That was awesome dude it's like you're you're not coming back for the sequel mate take that bang <laughs> listen uh yeah, no, statham's great statham's great we're very proud of statham over here in england flying the flag for the british when it comes to action movies i'm snapping at his heels though but uh, it was an amazing experience to film with all those big massive action stars stallone arnold all of them it was like it was like a badge of honor to have stallone say Come on, kid, you've earned your stripes. Come and be in the uh, the big action film with all the all the big action stars. Well, you did it as well uh, in many others uh, with Cumberbatch. That was pretty cool. That fight scene was amazing. Yes. I don't know what he had going on on his hands there, those plates or whatever, those fire plates on his hands that he was fighting you with. You'll have to tell me what that None was. Of us knew but that was another we went huge to the premiere. <laughs> So let me ask you, when you were a kid, uh, I read about you uh, when you were a little boy 
in Birmingham getting harassed, robbed, bullied, and you're like, I've had enough of this. So you started going to judo. Is that about right? And then next thing you know, you love it. Next thing you know, uh, you go up in belts and then become uh, what you are today. It all started that way for you. Is that about right? I started judo when I was 10 years old because my dad and my older brother did it. So I felt like I was missing out. I went along. I did that for about a year and a half. And then I was kind of in the wilderness just messing about. And then I started doing taekwondo. Uh, but I'd, I'd said to my dad, I said, you've got to get this motorbike out of the garage, right? We're going to make this uh, a dojo from now on. So I've got my punch bag and I've got my makiwara and I've got my flag of Bruce Lee and my shrine. And I bow to the master and everything. And, um, I, you know, I just love to train. But then I got mugged on the bus by these guys the once um, and they, they gave me quite a kick in. And I remember just thinking, I'm not going to let that happen to me again. And I was in the gym, in the garage every night, just, just training, you know, just trying to make sure that I could protect myself. And, you know, obviously going to Taekwondo, which then became kickboxing. And I've trained in martial arts all my life. I'm 44 now, so I've been doing it for 34 years. And I still pretty much train every day. I know you do. And you also uh, train uh, a lot of people watch you. You do a lot of uh, training videos and people can actually learn from you. I was watching some of those. Just so you know, uh, my producer Mavi and I have done karate and I was in karate and he kicked me once across the room. I flew across the room and that was the end of my karate career. Uh, I think I trained with a, a, a master for a few sessions. Uh, what happened? Mavi, I broke my nose. Uh, you kicked me across the room. Another guy punched me in the face. Uh, I tried everything and I, I don't think I was cut out for it, Scott, but I did learn about the powerful kicks by my producer kicking me across the room that if I turned the the ball of my foot and work my hips completely and unleash them as I watched your training videos that I would have done better. Instead, he knew how to do it better than me. And he kicked me across the room and hurt me and broke all my ribs. <laughs> That's not very nice, is it? That's not very no. nice. That's not very nice teaching. I actually kicked a student once because I used to teach kickboxing for a long time. I kicked one of my students through a window. So I didn't break any of his ribs, <laughs> but he did go through a window, unfortunately. I didn't. I so thought it was. Uh, like, I was pretty impressed until I had to pay the gym uh, six hundred quid for the window. Do you like? Do you like uh, teaching uh, kids and teaching people how to fight, or do you like uh, making the movies uh, better? I was in a couple movies. I was in Red Belt, which was an MMA movie, uh, yeah, and cool. uh, I, I was in. I was in a scene where they threw, uh, I was a reporter uh, trying to interview the champions as they were going into the cage to fight. And uh, the security guy picked me up and threw me across the room. I've had a lot of that in this interview with you, Scott, people throwing me across the room. <laughs> yeah. Well, one day you're just going to fight back and then, then they'll know about it. But yes, you were saying about, I've got this YouTube show. So we've been in lockdown. I, I wanted to stay busy. So I started putting up a lot of uh, kicking tutorials to teach people how to properly kick, which is what you've been watching. But also I've just started doing this little uh, series called The Art of Action, which is um, Scott, me discussing how to make I fight scenes. I love you, Scott. I got to run. Go Thank on. you so much for your time. Good luck with Legion of Lies. It's great getting to know you. Cut me off, baby. There you go.
watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Let's bring uh, Cam Stewart in from Toronto. Uh, first of all, I, I want to say, uh, I'm going to just throw this out there. And, I, you know, why not now? You know, the Jazz and Grizzlies game, five-point game, like just under two left or whatever in the, in the third. Can you explain to me why? And now I'm just saying from, from in the United States right now, like this game is not on television. Can you explain that to me? Why in God's name? That there's only, you know, there's hockey going on. Fair enough. But the NBA, I mean, they're in a bubble. We've been waiting six months for sports. Can you explain to me why NBA TV uh, or ESPN or TNT or anyone, for that matter, for Christ's sakes, does not have this game on television for us? Can you explain that to me? No, I can't, Scott. That's why people are picking up streaming, right? And it's the same way I talk about golf. Like, well, watch tomorrow. We have a major championship. This thing is on from 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern, all the way to 10 o'clock. Every single shot of every tournament. But for regular tournaments, I got to pay to watch this stuff. It's insane, Scotty. I'm here. I get the NBA game on. I'm watching the Phoenix Coyotes in Nashville, but I got Memphis, Utah on my secondary channel when I go back from horse racing. So if I can get it, I got to tell you, that's absolutely pathetic that uh, nobody's showing that game. I don't even know what to say. Hey, by the way, everyone's be- everyone bets every single game. So they go, oh, yeah. Yeah, Utah, Memphis. No, every game's important, buddy. We bet the stuff. Yeah, and then uh, the Nuggets Spurs is on uh, right now playing, but it's not on TV either. You can't watch that game. You can watch the Sixers and Wizards game on NBA TV. I cannot fathom that they don't have every single game on. Look, I mean, the NHL, you can say whatever you want, but from what I'm seeing, they're having every game on. I see some of them on USA some of them yeah. are on local in New York, like the Rangers and Outer games were on MSG. And then everything else was uh, NHL TV or NBC sports uh, channel. So the NHL seems to be airing every game, unless I'm mistaken. It's the NBA that's screwing us. I, I can't figure yeah. it out. 
You're not mistaken. And it's funny. So, uh, Scotty, I got these uh, channels, and we're getting all the games. I'm watching the Nashville game on Fox Na- uh, Fox Nashville right now. I got the Nashville broadcast. We just pick it up there. So we're getting every single game right now. Usually it's been great, too. You get different broadcasters because usually I get the national games. So you get to see, uh, you know, a different perspective. It's been fantastic. People want to rip hockey as much as they want. Oh, they didn't pick the up cities. Yeah, no COVID test, just like the NBA. They're doing a great job. So for all the people that, uh, you know, want to laugh, and Gabe and I, we joke around, hey, you know, let's have a scotch and put the schedule out at the strip club and stuff. But they really stepped up when they needed to. Scott, they get an A-plus on the bubble, and the NBA does too. Hey, NFL, figure this thing out. You think you're going to fly around everywhere? Do you want it like baseball or do like the bubbles right now? Mm, successful. All right, so let's talk about um, these games that are going on right now. So the Panthers uh, staved off elimination today, and they played a real physical, nasty game with the Islanders. I saw some sucker punches in the low slot. I saw everything. They did everything but the kitchen sink they threw at them. They got it done, and they won 3-2. Boyle had a huge goal. That was a a difference maker, making it 3-1 instead of a 2-1 game. They scored late but put pressure on, couldn't get it done. Now you got a series. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, you know, Matheson was taking stupid penalties for them, and I got to be honest with you, Bobrovsky, he's a, he gets paid like the best goal. He's a, more like a second-string guy. The Islanders are still going to win this series the next game. I'm going to bet them, but you know what? I got to give the Panthers credit. I thought their bags were going to be packed, Scotty. Uh, I thought they'd lose this game, and the Islanders would sweep the way Carolina swept away the Rangers. And big games tonight, too. Your Penguins in Montreal already got the, the Penguins locked and loaded in regulation and in parlays, and probably going to go back to the Oilers. Uh, my dog of the day i think the dallas stars can beat colorado i just got a weird feeling about they might be a nice pooch at uh, plus 120 so uh, victor hedman uh, scored early on the power play or killorn from hedman killorn yeah. had the goal and then uh, Braden point just scored Braden point just scored to make it uh i guess killorn's goal made it two zip it was one zip on the uh point goal so there you go uh what are you thinking of lightning today jumping on the bruins I'm going to tell you, Scotty, and just remember this, and we talked about it on our shows, the Bruins are fade material right now. they got guys that aren't interesting. They're trying new things. I'm watching these games, and I'm watching up close. They don't care about this seeding. I'd fade them probably in every game. Tampa Bay looks like, yeah, they jumped on these guys early. They were dogs in this game. The Bruins are laying 15 cents. And I'll tell you something. The Bruins will show up when they need to when the playoffs start. This is just about uh, seeding. And you talk, you talk about it, the goaltender carousel, too. They had Halak in that. Tuka Rask is back, so they got a lot of things to figure out. But you know this Boston team, Scott. It's not our first rodeo. We watch hockey. They'll be there when it matters. They'll be there when it matters. All right, Cam, good stuff. One other game, 1-1, still Predators and Arizona. We'll talk to you next hour, Cam. Thanks from Toronto, Cam Stewart. All right, uh, it's a pleasure to bring in the founder and president of Sports Grid, Lou Mayone, on to Coast to Coast today. Uh, let's bring him in first and foremost. How you doing, sweet Lou? You're the man. What's up, brother? How are you? <laughs> Look at you. Hey, listen, I got to tell you, first and foremost, right out of the gates, we have been broadcasting every day on Sports Grid for five and a half months since the pandemic and COVID wreaked havoc on the world. And I just, you know, personally, and for everyone on my staff and everyone at the network, everyone that works at Sports Grid in every capacity, editors, producers, hosts, uh, everyone, top to bottom, management, thank you for keeping our jobs and our paychecks and our careers rolling and our lives uh, special and important and being busy 
through this a nightmare that our world is living in. It's because of you that we all have jobs. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And so does my family. Yeah, no, uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough out there for families and, and, and the world as it is, um, to have to worry about your job. And if you remember the call that we had, um, when I knew that it was going to get bad, I promised everybody that we weren't going to let this virus destroy us. And I vowed to everybody that I wouldn't let anyone go due to COVID. Now, of course, if you didn't do your job and, and you were a drama person and, and you caused problems or were a cancer to the company or, or couldn't fulfill your duties, different story. But COVID wasn't going to be our downfall. And, and to be honest, it's made us stronger. It's brought us together as a family. It's brought us together in ways I couldn't imagine. Our partners, we did some of our biggest deals ever in the history of SportsGrid in the last three to four months. And I'm going to tell you, the future looks bright for us. I can't, I can't um, thank you guys enough for all that you do and how hard you guys worked and, and you bared with us. And, and again, we tested a lot of things that we didn't know if it was going to work or not. And, and it worked out for us. So I'm happy and I'm happy for you. How did you, how did you, uh, you know, make deals happen in a world where uh, the economy was crashing, uh, uncertainty, uh, people were tepid and nervous and anxious and edgy and no one was at work and, and businesses were floundering and going bankrupt. How were you able to do so many deals like the FanDuel deal and, you know, Plex and Sling and uh, radio uh, stations and radio networks you developed and partnerships? How were you able to do that in a time of crisis when uh, really a lot of suits were hiding behind rocks? Yeah, I think it's a tribute to our team. Um, I think it's a tribute to our partners. Everybody stepped up. I think if you really look at what's going on in the world, we built the model in a way that COVID couldn't take us down. It's in, it's really interesting, right? Um, we, we did a business continuity plan about six months prior to uh, COVID hitting the U.S. We did a disaster recovery plan uh, prior to that as well. And that allowed us to go into the cloud and test our redundancies, right? And and, and not need physical studios and using the infrastructure. Um, and that testing, thank God we did it and we're ahead of the curve. And, and really, we weren't thinking about a pandemic. We were thinking more about um, what I would say is uh, another terrorist attack. You can call this one a terrorist attack. But, but, but barring that, it was really more of something happening downtown Manhattan area, blowing out our New Jersey offices and our, our New York offices. So it was really built, the redundancies were built in for that. It worked well here with COVID. And, and then I'll tell you this, you know, I'm not on planes, I'm not at dinners, I'm not wasting time. You know, I have a, a nice uh, train office here. You know, I have my train table and, and all my goodies down uh, in my office. And Zoom and all these great uh, products allow us to connect and, and do what we need to do. And I think CEOs that I talk to, we're, we're able to have more time to speak and strategize on the visions and the collective visions of, of the companies, just like we did with FanDuel. Respectfully, I got 90 seconds, Lou. Tell me how you won 65 large in baseball fantasy the other night. I need to know your secrets. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't tell you the secret. <laughs> the only thing I can tell you, my friend, is uh, it's pretty simple. Daily Roto. You know, I called Jeremy and I said, you know, this is uh, 
uh, you know, I want to test this thing. I tested it on golf. I won, I'm not sure, four, four, five, six thousand dollars um, on golf. I played for my first time ever, I believe. Um, and I, I used uh, Daily Roto and Data Golf. Uh, and then I said, you know what? Let's see how the NBA product works. Let me see how the baseball product works. And I've only played a few times and I've won, I guess, close to 80,000. And I probably put in three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, go to Daily Roto on Twitter at Daily Roto. Uh, Daily Roto is badass. It's all LinkedIn with us at Sports Grid. I think you'll love it. We got the best fantasy shows in the business. And certainly for sports betters, the world's blowing up. Uh, business as usual. NHL, NBA playoffs, baseball's back. It's still working. So I know betters are going crazy right now. A lot happening in sports. It's a good thing. Lou, again, thank you for keeping us uh, vibrant and viable. I love you, brother. Thanks for coming on Coast to Coast today. Keep rocking in the fantasy world, brother. You're making fast stacks. You're going to have to buy me a steak some someday here soon down the shore. What's the problem? Well, we're going to have a badass party when this is all over. Badass party. For all right, all I love you, Lou. Lou Mayon, the founder and president of SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're all back on uh, Coast to Coast. It was great having uh, Lou Mayon on, the founder and president of Sports Grid. Uh, just so you know, uh, we're uh, dealing with, um, you know, the fact that he won sixty-five grand playing fantasy baseball in one night. Like that's crazy. Like, what am I doing wrong in my life that I haven't figured out how to go to Daily Roto at Daily Roto? Go there and figure out how this guy's doing this because. He's putting up a lineup. Now, a lot of the shows, Fantasy Sports Today and everything else, uh, these guys will help you make fat stacks in fantasy. Mafia and Carver High and I used to do it a lot of fantasy football. We were in a lot of fantasy football leagues and everything else. But, I mean, who? I know Craig Mish does it. I know uh, a lot of people at the network do it and do the baseball and make all kinds of money doing it. That's crazy. I think that's really cool because I just – you know, just so you know, I bet on NHL, NBA baseball games, but I'm not, I don't play fantasy and I, I must be missing the boat because if uh, my boss can make 65 large in one night, in one night, 65 large with the advice of Daily Roto, he used their advice to win the money. He said, basically they did it. And then he just followed what they said and put in the roster. And next thing you know, he cashed. That is awesome. If I had somebody like that, Daily Roto, giving me that kind of juice every night and I was winning that kind of money, I'd be living in the Caribbean smoking a leg the size of, like, Tacoma on the beach with no swimsuit on at all, completely naked. Naked, as I like to call it. All right. So uh, the game's going on right now. I actually have one NBA game on. It's Philly 26-20 on the Wizards, the lowly Wizards. They should have never even been invited to this uh, bubble. That's how bad they are. I just can't even believe they're there. But as far as 
uh, the good games going on right now. It's turned into a hell of a game. Jazz and Grizzlies, 98-97, eight and a half minutes to go. And then the Nuggets, 32-28 on the Spurs at the start of the second. Now, in that Grizzlies-Jazz game, which has been uh, very tight, now 99-97, a big game for uh, Dylan Brooks. Uh, He's got 23 for the Grizzlies. Uh, Morant has 18. He's shooting a lot better than he did the other night. Uh, 7 of 10 from the floor, 2 of 2 from downtown. And Valanciunas has 16 and 13 boards, 6 of 14 from the floor. So they're getting performances from everybody. 102.99 Jazz now. As far as the Jazz go, they got several guys, five guys in double figures, led by Gobert's 19 and 12 boards. Also, Ingles has 19, including four three-point daggers. Mike Conley's got 18 and three downtown daggers and seven dimes to go with it. Conley producing uh, at a high clip. And then uh, Spida Mitchell, 18, including three daggers. So how about 14 of 34, 41% from downtown beyond the arc. The Jazz are tied now with the Grizzlies, 102 apiece. And it's an incredible game. They're shooting 41% from downtown. Meanwhile, the Grizzlies are shooting 40% from downtown, 9 of 22. So, I mean, this is just a wild game. And... That's the bottom line. Now, remember, uh, Jaron Jackson's no longer playing with the Grizzlies. I am stunned that they, you know, he was their leading scorer. He and Moran are the whole team, and and obviously uh, Brooks. And, I mean, obviously the big Valanciunas has a huge piece of it, too. But the scores were Jaron Jackson. And uh, to lose that inside-outside game that he's got, the guy has this weird shot from three, the shot-put shot, but it goes in. And he was producing at a high level for them and playing great basketball. And I love his game. He's really turning into a pro. And then all of a sudden he tears his uh, meniscus. That's just a horrible thing. We have Rick Camlin now of NBA Radio on Sirius XM. Let's bring him in quickly. Uh, how you doing, Rick? Hope all is well. I was talking about Jaron Jackson's injury. I thought he was playing great basketball, doing a lot inside, outside, hitting a lot of big threes with that shot put Jay is from downtown. But I thought it was a horrible injury for the Grizzlies. But they're involved in a, a great game today. Both teams shooting threes like crazy. Jazz and Grizzlies tied at 102s. What did you think of that loss of Jackson? Well, I think it's uh, I think it's really a deal breaker for the team, Scott. I do. Um, now, if they can get this win, uh, that would go a long way towards obviously making the playoffs. But there's a chance, Scott. Uh, and let me uh, reach for my notes here. There's a chance that uh, that they lose out. Okay, and that would obviously be brutal for this team. Um, but they have a very very tough road to hoe in terms of uh, what what's down the stretch for them. Uh, they've got three massive um, uh, opponents from the East. They're going to play Boston, Toronto, and Milwaukee towards the end. I think it's OKC for them after this. So that, that's a very tough road. Now, Jared Jackson Jr. is one of my favorite young players. He is extremely rare and unique in terms of his blend of shot blocking and, uh, and the ability to hit a three. And it is a shot put release, but the thing goes in. He's confident. He, pu- he pulls on that shot. In the clutch, he's not worried, uh, you know, like Ben Simmons about failing. He just he lets it rip. Um, and and let's put it this way: 
without Jaron Jackson Jr., if Memphis was in the eight or nine hole and they were in that play-in tournament, I think there would be very easy pickings for the Pelicans or Blazers or whatever team, uh, you know, forces that play-in um, scenario. Uh, and so, obviously, they're in a big game against Utah, <clears throat> Utah here today, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But it's a huge blow to the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. You know, I got to tell you, Rick, I think the Blazers are the choice, uh, the way they're playing. And I got to tell you the reason. Uh, obviously, we know what all their uh, star players can do. And we've heard Dame Lillard back up Mello. Mello's been an incredible 16-game guy. Baseline poppers, automatic. Uh, elbow jays, uh, turnarounds, automatic. He's been brilliant, uh, even on the weak side. But I got to tell you that... Uh, I think that the guy that really stands out to me is they never guard him is Gary Trent juniors turned into a rock star on that team. If you're not going to guard him, he's going to dagger you that extra piece. And to have the two bigs back Jerkic and Collins, everyone's worried about Dame Lillard uh, and then McCollum mellow. And now you got to worry about Jerkic. who's just a force in the middle and Collins is long and, and has ability and no one's guarding Trent. He's killing teams. I think they're going, I think the Blazers are going, going back into the playoffs. Uh, I do as well. And if they do, Scott, I mean, you're talking about, you know, an L.A. Lakers team. Do they really want to hang with Portland for five, six? I don't know if that series would go seven, but um, it's not a great matchup. I mean, L.A. has two badasses in Davis and James. Well, Portland does, too. And I would say, uh, you know, Kuzma is L.A.'s third best player. Um, I would easily put Nurkic over him. I'd put Carmelo over him. Carmelo is a more consistent player. Uh, even at his advanced stage, than than Kyle Kuzma um, and uh, Gary Trent Jr. to me is in the conversation uh, with Kyle Kuzma. Who would you rather have on your team? And what Trent is doing? First of all, he's validating the draft pick. I loved him coming out of Duke, and uh, I, I just think the Portland front office set it up by Neil O'Shea is next level. They can spot talent uh, like few other teams in the league. But what Trent is doing? It's giving them the opportunity to go small. Okay, and so Trent will play the three with CJ and with Dame, and then you'll kick Carmelo up to the four, and then you rock with only one of your big men. Usually it's Nurkic. If you want to go big, then you have Twin Towers in there, uh, and, and then maybe Trent's uh, on the bench or in for CJ or Dame, but you've got uh, you know, you've know got either Collins and Nurk or Whiteside and Nurk or Whiteside and Collins. Um, it's really a collapsible, versatile lineup for Terry Stotts, and it, here's the thing, Scott. You can't go back and look at, well, what did Portland do against this team? What did Portland do before the shutdown? None of that matters. They didn't have Collins. They didn't have Nurkic. And, and so now they're a totally different team. All of the scouting, all of the preparation the teams have done for Portland doesn't matter anymore. you got to watch the scrimmages. you got to watch these seeding games and make your determination on that. Uh, and, Scott, in the scrimmages, I was watching um, with great, great interest these Portland Trailblazers because it's a new-look team. And Yusuf Nurkic probably isn't up there with the T.J. Warrens and the Anthony Davises and the Devin Bookers in terms of just having massive, massive numbers every game. But he has been the most impressive player to me of all uh, the 22 teams in the bubble because of the injury that he is coming off of. And I have not seen any rust. I have not seen any ramp up for him at all. He has hit the ground running from their first scrimmage game against the Indiana Pacers. Um, and he's been uh, just a beast out there. Uh, Portland is a problem at the bottom of the West bracket. No doubt, Scott. All right, so uh, we got to blaze through some of this. Uh, I want to ask you quickly. I think that the Raptors are 
way better than anyone believes. I think they're uh, more dangerous, frankly, than they were last year. Uh, I like them better because I think Lowry's game has gone up six, eight points, and I think Van Vliet has become uh, an absolute rock star, and we already know what the rest of them can do. I like their coaching. I like their team. I think they're better in the Bucks, and I saw what they did to the Lakers. I think the Raptors are going back to the finals. That's my early guess. Interesting. Um, I don't think that's a hot take or at least a silly or irresponsible hot take. Um, I'm still riding with Milwaukee. If, if the Raptors can beat them, uh, you know, more power to them. They obviously beat them in the East finals last year and they did it by getting to Giannis before he can really generate that steam, get below the foul line and just terrorize your defense. Uh, and do they have the players to do that again? They certainly do because OG Ananobi is better. Siakam is better. You've got a slim down Gasol. You've got a motivated Ibaka who's got free agency coming up for him. Uh, speaking of free agency, Fred Van Vliet, assuming that the usual suspects, Davis is in L.A., Gordon Hayward stays in Boston, DeMar DeRozan opts in, Andre Drummond opts in, I think, and, uh, and, and uh, Brandon Ingram gets maxed out by the Pels. I think Fred Van Vliet is going to be the most attractive unrestricted free agent whenever free agency hits. I'm not willing to pick them to beat the Bucs, Scott, uh, just because I don't want to be a flip-flop where I pick the Bucs to win it all preseason. But I've been on these Raptors all year. They do not get enough credit. And trust me, they know that they don't get enough credit. It pisses them off, and it's a highly motivating factor for them. Uh, Thunder Lakers tonight and the Nets Celtics tonight. Were you surprised that the Heat went belly to belly against the Celtics? I think the Celtics have a really interesting team. I think they're a good team, but I, I thought the Heat pushed them around a little bit. I couldn't believe how they just owned that game. They never got back in it. They got close, but no cigar. I think that you had a little bit of human nature setting in for Boston. All right, no Jimmy Butler. Woo, they power down a little bit. And then, you know, they're in a fist fight, and okay, now let's battle with them. Uh, also hurting Boston is uh, this cut-rate version of Kemba Walker coming back from the knee injury. Uh, they're really measuring his minutes. Uh, but I'm not going to make any excuses. I'm not going to take anything away. For Miami to beat Boston without Jimmy Butler is huge. And I've been kind of kicking around in my brain, Scott. I got Milwaukee alone in Tier 1 in the East. Then I've got uh, Toronto and Boston in Tier 2. But Miami is Tier 2-ish. Like, how far off are they from Toronto and Boston? Um, I got them that far off of those two teams, but they're super close. Milwaukee beat, uh, pardon me, Miami beat Milwaukee 2-0 before the shutdown. One of those games without Jimmy Butler. Because of the best three-point shooting team in the NBA, they are a difficult matchup for the Milwaukee Bucks. And I think the Heat would take the Bucks to six or seven games in the second round if that series develops. Uh, incredible job uh, Jacques Vaughn did with that Nets team against the Bucks. I don't care what uh, Budenholzer says. I don't care that Giannis and Middleton didn't play. The fact that they kept them at bay that entire game and held them off and kept hitting uh, big threes and kept going to the 10 and kept running in transition. Uh, Jacques Vaughn, I give all the credit in the world. That team, that no-name hack team they had out there was really impressive. Uh, I got to tell you, Rick, great stuff. Always a pleasure having you on NBA Radio Series. XM's Rick Kamla. Uh, we'll get you back on the show real soon. You know we love you, Rick. Thanks for coming on today. I appreciate you, brother. Enjoy the games tonight. All right, Scott. You too. Thank you. My man Rick Kamla from uh, NBA Radio on Sirius XM. Uh, just so you know, Raptors and Magic tonight. I actually think that's going to be a really good game. Busevich and company, they mean business. Uh, there you go. Opened at six, at seven now. Raptors probably think this is going to be an easy game. I don't think it's going to be easy.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pharrell, back on uh, Coast to Coast, I, I wanted to do the uh, fan question. Gary Sanchez, a problem for the Yankees again, this time at the plate. Uh, boy, you got that right. Uh, Mark writes in from the Bronx. Um, so anyway, Mark, yeah, obviously hitting 080. He isn't even hitting 100. I mean, the guy's literally at 80, and he's got 14 Ks. He's got two hits and 25 at-bats. He's been a disaster. But I will say this, at some level, um, you know, we've seen this guy struggle before, and we've seen him get hot. And when he's hot and when he's streaky, he can not only uh, get on base, but he can hit home runs. So I think at some point, he's going to find it. It's not going to be the entire 60 games that the guy doesn't hit because he's been a notorious hitter for the Yankees in terms of home runs and getting on base. So he can, he can actually lay some, but the fact is he's struggling miserably right now. So the bottom line is the guy needs to catch. He needs to do a good job with the rotation and the bullpen. He needs to do his job behind the plate. He needs to, you know, get better behind the plate. Obviously there are a lot of people that were concerned with his past balls and everything else and not being able to handle stuff in the dirt. And he's been uh, catching on one knee this year and changing his style. So I'd rather he was, you know, right now focused on that instead of everyone focusing on how terrible he's been with the bat, because the bottom line is that the Yankees are kicking everyone's ass every single night. They have the best record in baseball and they're playing right now. They're in the third in Philadelphia. They're up three, two on the Phillies. It's a makeup and a rain out. So the, the Yankees are allegedly the home team and they're playing in Philly. So the Yankees are batting, you know, at the bottom of the inning, as opposed to seeing them at home where they'd be batting at the bottom of the inning. They're in Philly playing this game and the Phillies are up in the top of the third down three, two. So, uh, Gary Sanchez will come around. It'll be all right. I need him to catch and they need to just keep winning. And that's all they're doing is winning. So who cares? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.